Y'all ready to be history? It started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. With Tech to the VO stars. George Whittam, founder of Source Elements. Robert Marshall, international audio engineer. Darren Robbo Robertson. And Global Voice. Andrew Peters. Thanks to Tribooth. Austrian Audio. Making passion heard. Source Elements. George the Tech Whittam. And Robbo and AP's international demos. To find out more about us, check theproaudiosuite.com. Learn up, Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget, if you want to get yourself a tri booth, use the code TRIPAP200 and you'll get $200 off your tri booth. And don't forget also, yes, we need some likes and ratings and s- comments. Yes. Yes. Tell us how much you love us. That'd do, be fabulous. Please. Yeah. Give us. Where's the best place to do that? Well, I'll, I'll stick. I'll tell you what. Look in the show notes, and I'll stick a link there. That's the best way. Okay, got it. Or just give us a comment on your favorite platform. Yeah, yeah. wherever you listen. Yeah, exactly. Wherever you listen, that'd be very handy. Um, now, George, a couple of weeks ago, you were in Denver, Colorado. I should say Nanu Nanu, but that's Boulder. Um, and <laughs> I was you were there at the too. <laughs> oh, very cryptic human this morning. Um, and you were at the podcast movement. Yes, I and was. you bumped into someone over there, but you had, a, before we get to the interview you did with the product manager of the new Mackie DLZ creator, uh, you had a bit of a look at that, and we're looking at it now. It looks very Roadcaster to me. Yeah, well, everything that's followed since the Roadcaster has looked very Roadcaster because they literally <laughs> invented a category. Talk about setting a design standard. Good on your road. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. They're the big True. dogs still. I mean, for sure. I was at Podcast Movement in Denver and I was there uh, partially supported and sponsored by BSW, the dealer, pro audio dealer here in the US. And they brought along uh, a rep from Road to be with the booth. So I was hanging out with Road and BSW. And uh, of course, there were other vendors there as well, including Mackie. So uh, I had a moment to sit down or stand and to take a little interview in with Matthew Heron. He's actually the product manager. And what's really cool is he's not just a sales guy. He is the designer of the DLZ. Oh, wow. So you'll wow. hear him explain, you know, why, when and why the thing came to be. And, uh, he gets into a bit of detail. He talks very fast because there's a lot to cover <laughs> in the <laughs> short amount of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, it's a very impressive piece of kit, as we like to say. Well, let's have a listen. Hey, everybody. It's George the Tech at Podcast Movement. And I've made my way finally over to Mackie. And we're getting an interview here with Matthew before it gets too noisy in here. And he's going to show us his baby. What do we got, Matthew? Well, we're here today. We've got the brand new DLZ creator. We launched this back in May. Uh, we've been working on this thing for about two and a half years. So that's what I kind of, a lot of people learned how to, you know, make sourdough over COVID. And I, I decided to design a mixer. So um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're here with it and, and we're really excited about this. Um, I think there's, there's definitely some highlights. Obviously, this is a digital podcast mixer. You can use it for live sound, but it's really designed for podcast use case streamers, folks that are, you know, creating content, right? Yeah. Mackie's been behind the content creator since 1989. Only it used to be grunge long hair and, and flannel right. um, but today it's it's podcasters it's unboxing toys right you know it's things <laughs> like that that's what people want to do and so what yeah. we're trying to do is democratize audio make it easier no matter what your experience level so what how we've done that is we've put three distinct user modes in one product and what this effectively does is it allows you to work however comfortable you are. If you've, you're brand new, you've never done anything, we have an easy mode that hides almost every parameter from you and allows you to just kind of have a preset-based workflow because it's very easy to load which microphone you're using, right? Um, now, 
out. We also have an enhanced mode. This is very similar to other products you'll see in market. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of competitors out there, but you know, it's going to be the feature set that a lot of folks are comfortable with. If, you've, if you're coming from a roadcaster, for example, you know, enhanced mode is going to be very comfortable for you. Um, and then finally, we have a pro mode, and what that does is that kind of goes back into Mackie's, you know, our backend. Master Fader is a really good example of a, of a pro product that we put out for many years. But we wanted to have all the features that you imagine. So just to jump into easy mode fairly quickly, I'll just kind of show you the channel view. We made it as easy as we possibly can. You're loading a preset for the channel. We've got our EM99B microphones. So you can just pick the microphone you're using and load it right up. We also have the SM7B and, and many other, you know, uh, a little bit more generic microphones as well. Right, right. Plenty of choices, right? Um, you know, the, the easy customer could then, you know, label the channel, right? We want to change the color. Let's make it blue. Let's go ahead and put a little little person in there, right? Um, we can do that. That changes the color. We can it's we can a scribble strip. We used to yeah, call there's it. a tr scribble strip as well. So we can we can label it as well. So we can call this one Joe, for example. This is Joe's mic. Uh, I'm doing it upside down, so I'm a little slower than I normally be. But you know, it's Joe's mic, and it's a digital product. And I'll be quite honest. Uh, I, 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 I I I've worked on analog consoles, and I love board tape. It's kind of a fun like tactile thing. But I'll be honest. If you have a digital console, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to label it digitally, right? You know, put in the name, color, icon, that sort of thing. And that's really you know been true for Mackie since the DL product. Tell us about AutoMix because that is something that really stands yeah, out. Yeah, let's do it. Among, yeah. yeah, so if you are brand new, right, we can help you set up the channel very easily. But we also have AutoMix. What this really does is allows you to do what it's kind of based on Dugan style gain sharing, right? So each microphone, if there's no signal present, it doesn't get any gain. But if there is signal present, it gets all the gain. And what this does is this helps, you know, so like it helps reduce feedback. So from other microphones, because they're not live, it helps reduce noise because those other microphones aren't live at that point in time. Right? So really, it just helps clean up the whole system. Another huge benefit is when people talk over one another. Now, uh, you could ride the faders, and, and that, that's something that you can do, you know, and a lot of people do do. Um, but if you don't want to do that, this is a really great feature. You can just you know, have everybody set to medium, and you're all sharing gain. So if you talk over one another, it'll reduce the overall volume, and you can hear everybody, yeah. as opposed to everyone talking over one another. Yeah, now, for another me, that's important, because if you're, uh, I host a show, and I'm the sound engineer. Yes. So, Riding the faders and being engaged in a conversation, you, it's very, you can't really do it well. Right. So the auto mix clears up cross-talk between channels. We use condensers. Yeah. So it really cleans up a mix when you have auto mix set up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really helpful. And we've actually gone one step further and we actually added in these priorities. And what that does is it allows you to set priorities. So you're talking about being the host. As the host, you could set your priority to high. And what that will do is that will allow you to be the loudest no matter what. So if you're running a political podcast and you know that people might talk over one another or they might get a little argumentative, you can always set yourself to just one level higher. And what that will do is that way you can come in and go, hey, guys, we got to take a commercial break or what have you, you know, you can kind of help control the talk conversation a little bit more easily. A little bit like ducking, sort of, but Similar to way ducking. more control. Yeah, but when you combine it with the, the auto yeah. mix, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it becomes very powerful. Right, right. Um, like I said, that's our easy mode. And one step further on the easy mode, which is kind of cool, is we have this setup assistant. And this will literally walk the customer through everything you need to do to get the, the, the mixer set up. It tells you to push up the channel faders. We know that if you've been in the audio industry for a long time, you have to push up the channel faders to get audio to pass through the mixer. That's not inherently obvious to a brand new user. Why do I have to push those up? You know, well, you need to. And so we tell the user to do that. We have them plug in their headphones. We then pipe audio to the headphones and allow you to turn up each headphone to whatever level feels most comfortable. Oh, that's awesome. And I'll be honest, I got my start in tech support. So we built tech support in. Headphone help, right? You know? were saying before, like the reason this product is so good is because you came from support. 
So right. you understand where all the issues are and you designed it right in. Right, so we put in a lot of places where people do have pain points. Yep. We, we, we hope to eliminate those pain points. Uh, same thing with the microphones. We help you set up the microphones, tell you where to plug in the microphones. We go ahead and say, hey, here's your microphone one. Uh, we, you, know, you can kind of select the microphone by picture also. So if you know what your microphone looks like, you can kind of get going. Um, also, we have uh, automatic gain setting. So for each one of the microphones, you don't need to know how to set gain. You can press listen and set for me. And depending on how far you are from the microphone, how strong your voice is, how, how, you know, how, uh, how much gain your microphone really needs, we will go ahead and automatically set that on the back end. The, the, you know, the mixer is smart enough to do that for you. Also, again, microphone help. Are you here not hearing anything? Try some of these suggestions. Um, That's great. They're going to learn a lot. I, I bet if they want to, they'll learn a lot about engineering from going through all that. Absolutely. Because they're going to be familiar with all the functions and the inputs and the learn terminology and stuff. So. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and then like I said, in pro mode, we can, we'll can we jump straight to pro mode. Um, and obviously in pro mode, you're gonna, um, I'm gonna go ahead and turn off the setup assistant right now. Um, but in pro mode, it's the no holds barred, right? So we go into a channel view, you have full dynamic processing, you have access to 48 volt fan power, independent uh, delay and reverb sends, um, pan control, also we hide pan from our beginning users because they're only gonna hurt themselves with it. Um, and uh, again, full EQ, full gate, full compressor, de-esser, all the stuff that you would expect in a full dynamic digital mixer like this. Um, without any um, any limitations. Now, the other really cool thing about it, and I, and what's we, we took a lot of time to figure this out, but all of this is non-destructive. So what's really cool as a pro, if you have you know this product, if you have multiple users that have different experience levels, everyone can benefit from the same product. A pro can jump in, set up all the channels, get it all absolutely dialed in, dialed in with all of the processing, switch it over into easy mode, hand it off to their brand new user, and that brand new user will get access to all of that cool processing, but it's been hidden from them. So they don't oh, get lost, they don't get, and it's completely non-destructive. I can tell somebody to get this. Yes. I can set up all that stuff in pro mode. And yes. It's locked away in easy mode, and they can't mess anything up. Exactly. And it hides it all from them. They, now, and the cool thing is too is you can load them a preset specifically for their voice and name it, and then they can just load that preset. So it's really, really flexible in those situations. And, and like I said, whether you're growing with the mixer, you're brand new, and you want to grow to become a pro, or if you have a situation where you're, this is going to be put in a studio, and the studio is going to be used by both pros and people that have no idea, it's really a lot more flexible. And what it does is it helps avoid what I call smear. And so a lot of times you see consoles uh, in this category, and what they'll do is they'll be kind of easy, sort of easy to use, but they're not quite easy enough for someone who has no idea what they're doing. And then a pro will get in there and they'll say, well, yeah, I have those controls, but they're kind of clunky or they're difficult to use. And so what we really try to do is make it happy for both users. And what that means is actually separating out those user modes into two distinct interfaces. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful product. Um, I'm looking forward to, to banging on it a little bit and giving it some tests yeah. and trying it out in the real world. And uh, congratulations on the launch. It's a, yeah. it's a beautiful product. Thanks so much. We'll, we'll talk again another time when we yeah. have less background noise. Maybe we can do a sort of a from home Zoom yeah. session together and really talk a little deeper about product design. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that'd be great. All right. Take I really care, enjoy it. Thank you. So without knowing too much about this thing, George, as we mentioned before the interview there, it is very much a roadcaster, I won't say ripoff, but very much based on the roadcaster model, right? Yeah, he was very clear that it, this was, you know, something that he had seen, they had seen, the whole industry saw. And uh, so it was time that Mackie get throw their hat in the ring. And he spent the majority of the pandemic developing yeah. it. Yeah. 
So when it came out, you know, it came out um, recently. I think it came out after the Roadcaster Pro 2 because mm-hmm. um, it did just release like in the last couple of weeks. Yep. And so it feels even more like the Roadcaster Pro 2, as you can imagine. But, you know, they they still threw at it some of the, the Mackie kind of design idea ideology, which is, I mean, obviously the road is designed to be easy. Yep. But these guys took it to another level of being easy, I think. Well, and, the first thing uh, that they struck- really wanted to be friendly. Yeah. Well, the first thing that strikes me and the first thing I said to you when we were talking about this before the show is it's got a master fader, which is interesting in and, <laughs> yeah. in and of itself. I know it does. Yeah. Right. So whereas Rode chose to condense the thing down a little bit smaller and lose things like a master fader, Mackie, I think, could wouldn't dare lose that fader. And I should have asked him about it, but I didn't think to. But he didn't dare lose it because it's an audio mixer in mm-hmm. in the world of Mackie, like you always have a master fader. Yeah. Well, if you don't have one, you're going <laughs> to create one anyway. You're going to dedicate one to being a master fader. It's somewhere along the way, surely. If Probably. You don't have yeah. One. It's that, yeah. that that is one of the things that Rode clearly chose to leave out mm. because they felt like it's not needed for what people are using it for. But Mackie chose to leave in. But what Mackie did, which he explained really clearly, you know, in, in the audio, was that it really is a tool that will suit total newbies and beginners to professionals. And the way they do it is by having three different types of user experiences, beginner or easy, sort of a medium or moderate, and then the full on pro. Yep. We didn't look at the moderate version. He kind of gave me a good overview of the, of the beginner version and the pro version, but the beginner version, it, it literally has a wizard and it walks you through very much a step-by-step process of how to get your show set up on the mixer, um, even to the point of setting levels for you and all that stuff. So these are just different softwares in the same box, or are these completely different products, though, like the beginner, the intermediate, and the professional? In the world of firmware, it's all software. Right. You just okay. basically, yeah. Yeah. whatever yeah. you want to show on that screen is what the experience is going to be, right? So. They have the easy mode, and then it will, I think when you first power the unit on default, it's going to start in easy mode. Yep. Um, so it has a very simplified interface. It doesn't get into notch filters and, you know, thresholds. It's very simplified. It has a ton of presets for different microphones. It will set the gain for each of your microphone sources, you know, by listening to the source and then setting the gain for you. And then, um, you know, it gets you started very easily. And then it also has an, a dedicated auto mix, which he talked about. It's really, it's the Dugan auto mix, which is a, which is a very much a trademark kind of patented system, but they're not using, you know, in the branding and in the design, they're not infringing theoretically on any patents because, you know, it's their own algorithm that they're doing, yeah. but they've created a, um, an auto mix method where you can prioritize on three different levels, each of it, the inputs, right? So if you want to be priority, you make yourself high, you can make your guests medium priority and you can make like an audience mic or I don't know, a sound effects channel or some other things below. So it will keep things from stepping on each other and it'll keep your mix cleaner. And that is a function that the Rodecaster Pro 2 does not have is the auto mix. So it doesn't mean they couldn't add it later, 
Because it is firmware. You can bet they will now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, exactly. yes. You could, yeah, well, I think what's going to be really interesting is watching what Rode adds to the Rodecaster Pro 2's firmware yeah. to be on more of a parity with what the Mackie is doing. It's inevitable, right? So it's going to be a very interesting thing to watch happen. But um, it was really, it was cool to talk to the real guy, the, the guy who worked on the design. And uh, maybe one day we'll get him on the show. He said he would, I talked to him after, he said he would love to come on another interview and get in, more into the geeky nuts and bolts of the design. Yeah. Well, that would be actually really interesting. Absolutely. Because I, I'm kind of curious as to where, where they've come at this from, whether they came at it like Road have, where they've just gone, okay, straight into podcasting. Or as Mackie come f- going, yeah, okay, they, we can tap into podcasting, but we're also looking at, you know, the normal kind of audio studio kind of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mackie, uh, clearly they want to be in podcasting without abandoning music. Yep. So yeah. it definitely has a feeling of you could pull this out and do a live show with it and you'd have mostly what you need to do that. It yep. doesn't have nearly the number of outputs like a mixer, like a live mixer does. It doesn't have all the aux ends and... So can I use those stuff. faders to control my door? I don't know. Uh, I didn't get into that level. Yeah. I literally had an eight-minute presentation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't have the time to dig deep into it. Um, there was so much to see at the show for me that I would have I would have sat there and played with it for an hour. I just had too much networking to do. You sure. know, I didn't want to squander that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would have gotten more into it. But, yeah, I, I, I hope to eventually get my hands on one and put it into its paces. And if I had had one for the studio I did most recently, I probably would have used it because the auto mix, I think, is is a useful tool. Then again, yeah. I think auto mix is extremely important for live streaming, live mix, yeah. but not at all important for a podcast. Because in a podcast, you want to capture everything flat and raw and then do all of that in post. Unless you're not going to mix it in post. Then that then that auto yeah. mix thing would actually be complete would be very powerful, wouldn't it? If you were the type of person it, it, who just wanted yeah. to do a two track edit and didn't want to worry about having to balance a mix and all that sort of stuff, that would be that's what we do. Perfect. Yeah, on VOBS, that's what we do. We do a live to drive. You yep. know? So it's just yeah, it's it mixes bait, and if I blow blow the mix, then it's blown. You yep. know, it sucks. In fact, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. did a um, we did an appearance. I did VOBS from the trade show floor. Mm-hmm. So um, I was on the panel when we had on Elaine Clark, and then we interviewed Ryan from uh, Road on the show. And in post, Dan had kind of a mess on his hands because the noise floor was so high, it was so annoying for me that I was riding the gain on my, on my I was riding the level going to Dan. So what he hears in the mix is kind of a mess because the room tone is changing constantly Mm. as I'm turning the mics up and down, right? So he very cleverly took some room tone and laid that over the entire mix Uh, to clean it up because he said it was really distracting. He said, did you use a gate? I said, no, that's called human gate. That's I was just riding my gain because it got ungodly noisy in that space. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the most reverberant, horribly echoey convention experiences I've ever had. It was absolutely terrible. I always find that really quite bizarre that you're actually selling basically audio stuff, if you know, in this case, and you're in an environment that just doesn't showcase it very well at well, all. What are you going to do? I suppose it That's just shows thing. how la- how much of a lack of understanding of what is needed for a good experience by the attendants or the you know, customers. Yep. 
from the owners of that building. Mm. Yep. And Correct. the owners of that building are Marriott. You may have heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Can I take you back a step? You said if you had have known about this, you would have put this in a build that you did recently. With the auto mix thing, would you use that if you were setting this up for someone in a, in a home studio, would you use that to manage their feed from the client slash studio to sort of keep a decent mix in their headphones to keep them down lower if that's what they wanted or up higher or whatever? Oh, you could. Yeah. It never would have occurred to me to use it in that way, but you certainly could set up a monitor mix for your headphones using the auto mix yep. so that... You don't get blown out of your cans. Your voice is kind of over top of whatever's coming back at you. That would be an a lot of use. a lot of singers like to sing into a compressor, and sometimes you don't necessarily track it with that. Right. You just have it there. It's kind of like singing into some reverb. It's the same thing as that guy that likes to sit there with the volume knob. Yep, David. It's like <laughs> he could just buy a compressor, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe not get carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'll set that up for him. He still has that, uh, you know, that affliction muscle memory thing going. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a matter of changing the way you hear you hear everything in the headphones and controlling the experience for the performer. And um, that would be a clever way to do it, actually. Yeah. Um, Mac, he's late to the game, but coming out with something pretty good. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's yeah. essentially that's what, what it is. we're talking we about. Waited yeah. and watched what Road did, and then yeah, just you know, like all right, let's start, let's start from scratch, seeing the success of this thing, and go all the way through the end and see what we build. And that's what they did. It's like an eight hundred dollar retail unit, so it's a little bit more expensive. It's sort of like the Roadcaster Pro Two, Paquito Mas Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let's see what the first thing Robert notices is when he looks at the picture. Let's see what the first thing he yeah. sees is. See if you he picks jumping up, online to have a look at see it. See if he picks up one I picked what's, up. What's it called? The DLC, the DLC creator. creator. Tell me what the first thing is that pops in your head when you just look at it. There's something on there that made me go, is that a blah? And I'm only saying Z because I know it's American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Z, the yes. deals. It's the deals. Deals creator. So basically, Robo <laughs> Robo thought, is this a is this an eight fader unit for my Pro Tools system with a touchscreen? No, there's something on there that's not on the Roadcaster. A master fader. Uh-huh. No, there you go. God, First cap off the rank, just they like didn't me. Rip off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The master, master fader. fader. Yeah. But they did pretty much rip them off, pretty much. <laughs> That's I mean, the second part of the even, conversation. Even, yes. It's like <laughs> buttons on the bottom, buttons on the top, side by side, uh-huh. colorful buttons on the right. Ooh, you get one more fader, two more faders. You get a master fader. You get some knobs that you don't have. Are those, the knobs are those are digital encoder knobs? Right. Yeah. So like we're on, yeah. the, on the Roadcaster, the knobs have are really a one-trick and, and And how much is a Roadcaster 2? Like six ninety nine. And here I can buy this one for six seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, six seventy nine. They're discounted. Well, it's it's retail eight hundred. Yeah, but yeah. So it's a very very tough customer in terms of com- competition. It's physically bigger. It's not going to fit on everybody's workstation. That's for sure. Um, but that touchscreen is extremely compelling. It's the size of like an iPad Mini. Wow, it's yeah, a that's very a good large, size. easy to use, and very good looking mm-hmm. screen. And yeah, it. The knobs on the side of the screen that are assignable, you know, make the knobs infinitely more flexible. So, what uh, out of interest, what preamps are they using there? Is it their Onyx? Are they Onyx? They're VLZs for the DLZ. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a darn good question. Hang on, get I the gun don't out. recall him saying that they are Onyx. I 
don't know, and I don't think that's probably even possible. Maybe they're the exergies, or the what the hell does Behringer <laughs> call their onyxes? We took a few <laughs> yeah, letters right. and that's rearranged right. them. Yeah, preamps. I think it's kind of Mackey's turn to rip off mm. or knock off another brand after being you know knocked off by Behringer for the last ten years. <laughs> yeah, it says four Onyx eighty microphone preamps. Oh uh, yeah, Onyx eighties. Onyx eighties. Okay. okay. Does that mean 80 decibilies? Decibilies? Close to it, I think. Decibilies. Yeah, I think he said it's around 74, 75 dB of gain. For all your SM7Bs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bs. Bs. So, yeah, so it's it's another product out there in the the midst, and time will tell to see what, um, how it holds up. Do you get the backpack with it? Does it come with the slick carrying case? Ooh. Here's say down it. <laughs> it looks like it does. I mean, maybe you have to pay extra for that, but it looks like it's got a nice little bag to it. Yeah, that'd be a nice idea if it did. I'm sure I'm sure they'll sell it to you. Mm. But um yeah, it's I, it, what I think that really stood out from the interview from Matthew was that he came from years in customer service. And I think when you have a product that was designed from somebody that comes from customer service, they understand what all the questions are going to be. Because they know the client, they know the user differently than somebody that just designs a product to meet a price point and have a certain, you know, fill a skew. Ah, we really got to make an X, right? I must ask, what is the Ethernet for? It is a future updatable platform feature device. Mm. I was told inside scoop of what it will do. I don't think I can tell you. Um, But right now it's just firmware updates like the Roadcaster Pro 2. It's the Ethernet might, is only for software. Might it do anything that I'm thinking about? <laughs> if you can think of three letters that indicate sending information into another space or time, then yeah. yes, okay. that's what you're thinking of. Yes. There you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's a future thing they're going to release. They're, I think they're going to release, by the time you guys hear this, maybe they've already released a firmware update for the Ethernet port. But I know it's coming, and it will be infinitely more... Like integratable into a current three letters beginning with an A. No, <laughs> um, but it'll integrate into an AV media production suite or facility more uh, slickly, seamlessly. I'm still trying to think what the three letters are. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we can say that, can we? Three. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm wondering what they are. Three letters. Three letters. Three letters. Yeah. This is like a cryptic quizzing on the weekend. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Letters. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. think about that one. I'll tell you offline. <laughs> All right, let's finish this show because it's killing me already. <laughs> let's go. All right, we're out. See you. What are the three letters? Yeah, just end the show so we can find out, and that's our out. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I've had enough of this show. I just want to know what the three letters are. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Tribo. And Austrian Audio. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Robbo. Got your own audio issues? Just ask Robbo.com. tech support from George the Tech Wizard. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website. ProAudioSuite.com.